Hello, everyone. Welcome to Compass Teachers Show. I'm your host, Tiffany. My job is to interview teachers around the world and tease out their teaching tactics, education research, or tools they use. Hopefully, this show can offer some ideas for you to experiment in your classroom. <laughs> Today, our amazing guest is Mari Rossi. Mari was a Finnish math teacher and principal. She's one of the top ten finalists in Global Teacher Prize 2016. Mari is driven to prove that math is not boring, but stimulating and meaningful. Her students often learn outside the classroom by taking on conventional approaches to real-life problems. She has authored nine math textbooks, several pedagogy articles, and publications. Besides lecturing and training teachers around the world, she is also the CEO of Path to Math. Path to Math is an e-learning math material that helps teachers to build an innovating, challenging, and student-centered learning environment for grades six to nine. Now, let's enjoy our conversation with Mari. Hello, Mari. Thank you for coming to our show. Hello, and thank you for you to. Allowed me to be here. It's a great honor. So the first thing I want to ask is that you ask students to draw a picture of typical math classes once you first took over the math class, and the other time is after three years you taught them. And I'm wondering what is the difference between these two drawings, and what is the reason or motivation behind that you want them to draw a math class. The reason why I want them to draw, they thought, what is a picture of typical math lesson, is that I want background information, what they think about the mathematics. And、uh, the first picture which they draw is really, it's it's very sad mostly. It can be scary. They are. Drawing themselves, for example, alone in the classroom, like there would be nobody else. And if there are they they schoolmates, then they are sitting in the rows, and they they faces are very sad looking. And sometimes some students only draw a picture of a teacher, a big teacher in front of the classroom, so that the classroom has nobody else than the teacher. So this picture tell me a lot about the attitudes towards the mathematics, and of course during the years it wasn't not any more surprise for me. But in the beginning I was quite shocked how negative attitude very very many students had for mathematics. So it was for me as a tool when I start with them, and after three years again it was a feedback to me. But it was also for them because then after three years they didn't remember that they have drawn anything about math in the beginning, and then when they have drawn the picture after three years, they it was very nice for them to remember what they thought, and about this second picture it was totally different. There they were sitting in groups. Doing something. It was so strange for me first when they remembered very detailed some active happening in the classroom. So they draw about them. They draw about the the classmates and the faces. 
they were they were smiling then they were talking they they remembered some of the discussions and only few pictures there was a teacher it's, it was me but i remember one picture which was was so pretty i was like uh, uh, i have a uh, uh, like a magic stick in my hand and uh, i did something <laughs> i think they were they really had a nice memories and when they compared those two pictures of course they are young people they mostly look they don't look as i look that i have been able to change their attitudes and and the working methods and how they work with math but but for them it was a nice memory how they think and maybe some of them understood that also they have changed their attitudes wonderful so what do you think the key components for building a student centered learning environment yes i i think the first first of course when the teachers are get used to teach a certain way of mathematics it's maybe first a little bit scary but but i i ensure that the, the students are so great when they notice that the teacher is doing something for them and even there something didn't go first very fluently they were very supportive because they really see that now teacher is working for them so most important now what i think is that to put students to work in groups i usually uh, put them groups of four students because in that way they can work individually they can work pair share but they can work also as a group so it gives me uh, possibilities to use different methods and then i think one big thing is that that it's very good that teachers are not always talking in the classroom you have to give them opportunity to talk to discuss to debate about their ideas about their solutions because otherwise they are sitting in the classroom maybe 9 years and the only things they are sometimes saying maybe numbers or something so so they don't have opportunity to develop their mathematical language and at the same time the thinking skill of mathematics so i think these two are very important and then the third is of course if you don't have a, a proper material then it comes difficult so that's why my story is so long because when i started to change my teaching uh it was it was really hard because i had those very typical math books with their calculations routine task nothing innovated uh nothing working together and and th- and that's why it took only years to develop the material and of course on the base of that we begin to develop the paths to math material so but i think nowadays it's easier for the teachers to find better material even they still have to go to the google and try to find from different places because the big publishing houses they only want to make tiny tiny changes they want to be sure that their books are selling so it's 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 a 
it, it's there's a, still a lot to do in the world so that the math education would change. So, Maurits, you mentioned giving students opportunities to talk. Could you give us an example how you guide students to discuss and talk in the classroom?、Um, very often, when they have some work, but they are working together, so they are solving and they are planning and they are talking. I'm just on the back and I look that they go on the right way. What comes from my mind is, for example. When they are learning to estimate and round,、uh, and and learning and understanding why estimating and rounding is so important,、uh, I can make it so that they are sitting in the classroom, group of fours, and every table keep a different kind of box, and then in the box there are different number of items. There can be、um, well, like tiny tiny. Stones or tiny, tiny macaronis, but but the the amount of those items can be from something fifty to hundred or thousand. And what they begin to, I first said that don't touch. You only by looking, you you estimate, and you have to discuss in the group what is your estimation. So that so that you have some kind of plan. It's not a guessing what is what is their amount. And after when they have done it, I said that then you round that to the nearest ten, to the nearest hundred, to the nearest thousand. And also they have to plan the table how how to do it. And after that they will go through every table. So every class, every group will move to the next. Next table, where is the second box? So there is all also that they are moving in the classroom, they are talking, and they are planning. For example, planning the table is not so obvious; it's it's quite demanding. And when they have estimated all, maybe there are I have maybe、uh, they keep can be seven groups. Uh, and、uh, they go through seven tables. They fill, they estimate, they fill their table, and when they come to their home table, I said that okay, now you can count the real amount of the items you have in the box. And then they begin to count, and again they have to plan how to do it. If they are doing it, they they can do it very chaotically. Or they can do it so that they put items in the group of tens or twenties, so that if somebody comes to check, just looking on the table, they can agree that the counting was right. And then they give the counting to the other groups, and all groups again they round it to the nearest ten, hundred, thousand. And in the end, we discuss about. If you are practicing estimation, you don't actually need to count because you get the rounded same, and they are so fascinating. It's very simple task, but they learn a lot. They learn to to work together, to to say why they they think what is their why they think this is the estimation. And then it's it's such a very powerful for them to show that the estimation rules 
like many books, they are only telling about the rules of estimation, but there are not many, many examples. Maybe there are examples of the, the population of different cities in the world, but now when they are estimating something inside the classroom, it becomes totally more excited for the students. That's really interesting. So seems that social interaction is really important for more active learning. I wonder if there's any tip you would give teachers to facilitate social learning. Especially, I can imagine that some students might have conflict in the group, and how a teachers can play in that role. When I started, it was very unusual to work this like, and uh, people was. And I, maybe even I was a little bit nervous because there comes a lot of voice in the classroom. So that is maybe first what you you are yourself a little bit uh, wondering is is this okay? And then then when my colleague said that are oh, there's a terrible noise? What what are you doing? Are they learning anything? And then I said that I really can see when they are learning. Can you see that they are learning when they are sitting alone, silent? Can you see in their head? Nobody can see, but when they are working and talking, and you are there, I'm I'm all the time moving around the classroom. I I can I can push them on the right direction. I can say somebody that supports somebody's role more, and and if there is a task which I can see that there is a. Uh, who is collecting data? Who is planning the taking the responsibility of the table? I I try to change those tasks. So then then they learn that there can't be a dominant person. That everybody has to take part. And and especially when we we will talk about assessment, they notice that、uh, only when the group is strong, they the assessment is also good. They they don't get good assessment is if the work is one's work. The third components you mentioned before is the curriculum, the materials that teacher use in the classroom, and I think you also emphasize on bringing the real world example into math class.、Um, so when you were teaching, how do you find the ideas from real world that you can incorporate in your math curriculum?、Mm-hmm. Yes, of course, and and paths to math is including a lot of、uh, examples on the real world because otherwise, if you don't have those examples, that students are thinking that this is teacher's math, and and it's like a history lesson. Why they would love to learn this if there is no connection to their own life or the life around them? So during these years, we of course. We develop ourselves a lot of uh, uh, material, and、um, one what comes to my mind now was waste management. So actually, we collected data in one city how much how much waste this uh, uh, city develop, and then we make a part different. Question like a project work for students that they have to they have to follow their families' waste during the whole week, and they on the basis of the week they have to make a estimation what would be the val the amount of waste during the year. 
And then they get more, they, they understand more about how important is the environment, what they can do. And they begin to think what the society is doing to the waste. And then they were more interested about the waste calculations which we have, because then they have to use big numbers. From starting their home, they begin to understand the, the bigger volume of waste. And then in our fast to math, there are also web addresses so that if you are living in other place, probably you find some information about your own city waste uh, amount. And uh, sometimes I just, when I'm reading newspaper and I found something during that week, which is connected to the math, what we are studying, I love to take that because it's totally updated what we are talking. So we only have to look around and, and but I have to admit that we, we did, I have done years of work to to find good connections so that they, they can handle it. And, and, uh, but that makes it that they feel that math is very powerful for them. Got it. That's really wonderful. So I want to go to the art section, which is also important in most of the teachers is assessment. How do you think the assessment should change from your opinion? Actually, when we changed uh, this math teaching and learning, we had to change also the assessment. So, for example, um, what a, for, for example, this waste management, you can't make a test anymore about that. But you can, if it's a project work, you can keep your uh, verbal assessment, how he or she has collected the data, how he, how the students show it, what kind of conclusions he is doing. Is he comparing his home yearly waste to neighbors or, or somewhere else? These are the elements what then makes together a nice assessment. And then, of course, when they are working together, we develop a, a group assessment. So the group was assessing themselves or student can have a self-assessment. And then I like portfolio. Portfolio was like a, a folder. And actually, my my in the school, the art teacher make the folder so that it was also very nice, the student's folder. And in the folder, we put the papers and and this kind of uh, project works. And uh, in the end of ninth grade, uh, I, I, I wanted to talk privately, face to face with the student. And for example, I said to the student that now we remember three years math learning. Please pick up the work which you really most liked. And it was really fascinating how they remember. They exactly know what work they will take. And then I also ask what was most demanding. 
And then maybe I make some questions. I remember I had one boy who was not so successful in all areas of mathematics, but he picked up uh, graphics where he draw uh, about formula cars. Uh, and I don't remember what was their what was the place, but there is a certain curve of the race. And then, of course, they have to take the speed down if it's coming a curve. And then when it's a straight, they can drive very fast. And he could show this in, in the graphics very nicely. And this boy picked this, this work. And I could ask anything from the the work, and he actually he, he he understood it perfectly. So that was the, the task which motivated this child a, a very lot, and uh, it was very teaching also for me to to understand when they, there has happened a very deep learning. And when it has been uh, harder, and maybe they would have need more help. I see. I think Mari, you mentioned about portfolio. So from portfolio in and one to one conversation, how did you learn from that student's、uh, progression in learning from that kind of conversation? The portfolio can include many kind of works. So we look it together. And of course, when I I had uh, uh, many classes and hundred students, but also when I see all students work and discuss with the student, I think it it was quite easy to see what are the strong areas of the students on the basis of what they talk with me, and if I make extra questions about the the different task. They very fluently explain it to me, so there were no, there were no, that they would, they they really had to understand it. Otherwise, they couldn't answer to my questions. So, how often、uh, does this kind of one-on-one conversation happen in a class?、Mm, I I try to do it with portfolio at least once a year. Because then they also show they how they are growing up, and they also see they they how do you say how they develop. But of course, of course, I'm talking.、Uh, you have to remember that I'm not in front of the classroom. I'm only very few moments when I have to when I have to check that、uh, they have understood or I I took some part of their theory. But otherwise, I try to move around the classroom, and then if I move there and they are working, I'm talking with different students, and then when I want that they listen me, I have this this、uh, way of taking the attention that I say three, two, one, zero, because there can be a lot of noise in the classroom, but then when they heard three. Two one zero. The whole class is totally, totally silent. 
<laughs> then they know that now there is something important Got for it. the teacher. Yeah, that's a really good tip. Uh, so <laughs> now it's a COVID nineteen. We we all in a really、um, tough situation. How can teachers make math interesting and engaging to students in distance learning? Wow, that's really really hard. I'm. I'm, my heart is—I have pain when I think I know how hard it is. You have to think that there can be 30 students、uh, on the other side of their own computer and the teacher on the other.、Uh, and and I think the teaching is best when you are face to face and they are working in groups. Absolutely, absolutely, they are the social development, their happiness, the, the everything is. Best there, and now, now, what I'm afraid that we are going backwards,、uh, and that would mean that they only get very typical tasks from the book. They do it them alone, and and maybe then they they send them some way to back to the teacher. So it's very important the moment when the teacher is is.、Um, Is work, working online, so now the teacher has to give maybe show geometrical solids, or maybe the teacher has to say that next time everybody takes scissors and the paper. Maybe the teacher said some hints what kind of solids you will do, but it 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 would be very important that there is something else than only. Copying typical calculations. It's it's really sad, and it's if there's no creativity, nothing different than usually. I mentioned about this waste management project. That kind could be done. That that the teacher said that okay during this week, you have to make a plan how you measure the waste, how you show it, what kind of table. And then, if depending on the platform, also, can they work as a smaller group? Can the teacher visit in the smaller group or not? How they can、uh, show maybe some works to share to others? There are different kind of platforms, and then in some countries, the the computer amount is so bad that they don't have. No online training, or only private school students have. So it's really, it's really interesting to look what happens. And actually, I'm now planning to. I am negotiating that I would give online classes next September. And I'm really, I'm <laughs> yes, but I'm afraid. I'm yes, but I, I know that it's, it's so difficult. That it's it's. I'm I'm really, I really respect all the teachers, and I really know and understand how hard it's harder than in the classroom. Absolutely. So, Mari, you founding math 
ChipPath, which is a practical platform for an innovative teacher to plan different learning routes according to her students' needs. I'm curious, what drove you to build this platform? I, like I said,、uh, you mentioned that I have been writing math books, and then I get a Fulbright exchange, two thousand and six, and I made my American, American.、Uh, Assistant math principal, and then we decided to begin to do different math. And when he visited my school, she said that this kind of math she has tried to find all her life. And actually, that was the starting point for path to math. And it was really long time ago because at that point we there were no no classroom, no zooms, nothing. So we we went to the Estonian and find coders there, and later we we change it to the program which is still. So it it is actually like a. It is actually more like it's not a game. There there are games inside, but it's covering the whole math curriculum from seven to nine grades. Including all material, what the students needs and the teacher need, and the tips for the teachers. It's including、uh, some interactivities, videos. But the the main thing is that there is that strong pedagogical material. And、uh, and there is different paths. Sometimes I think that that the teacher can choose also because all teachers we are not same. Some teachers need want to have more different ways to teach something, but how how I would say that how bad to math differs from so many is that always when there is a new concept, we started as that the students are wondering the world. They are looking. There are something that they discover. And then comes the theory, and then comes the、uh, how to apply it in 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 their normal normal life more. So if I compare the typical math books, it's always the theory first with an example, and then during the lesson they repeat same kind of examples, and then homework is same kind of examples. So. So the way of we think math is quite different. It's it's how students are involved. They are active, not the teacher. Right. So,、uh, would you mind give us one or two example? Like, if I am a teacher, I go to the path to math, and now I need to find materials for my students. Then. How's that? How does that process look like, and so that I can choose the material that really fit into my students' need? Well, first, first you have to really know your students, and and anyway, if you have thirty students, you have to think something which is common to all of them because. Still, I believe I believe more about the discussion with them than that they would learn alone. We have so much. 
how I would say this technology is great tool. It's really great, but it, it can also be very bad. If you think that the student are learning alone with the computer and then the computer artificial intelligence is looking, is he adding one plus three? Okay, this went well, so let's make it a little bit more difficult. Let's make it 1.5 plus 3.6 or something this like. This, this is how, how many, many technology solutions are working. But, but past to math, there are three options how you can choose the path. So there, there is a, like a map. You can look what is for average, what is more demanding, and what is very basic. So you have to think first that is your group an average, then I would look that path. And during some material, because I still believe that the teacher is the best to know what is best for the student, you can notice, okay, these this pages, they are very good for most of, but I have those students who need more, so I will put them over here, and this may be the first part is enough for the rest. So I think the teacher is the best person to say how the classroom best learns. Um, I think I have last few questions I have for you. The first one would be any books that changed your thinking a lot in the past? Uh, my change actually happened when, when I have been a, about a teacher 10, year, ten years and, and then I wanted some change. I, I thought that this is not working. The students are not learning and they are, they are not engaged in math. And I went to, to summertime National Board of Education arranged and ask teachers who would want to who would want to develop teaching methods and i thought wow this is where i want to go and we were teachers around finland and we 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 read a lot of books around the world and then we practiced it in the classroom and one of one of very very which i like was a cooperative learning johnson and johnson and uh, even I don't use it anymore, but it was, it was because it is very exact who has this, what role in the group. And, uh, and uh, I think I, I, I manage better in my classroom when sometimes I said that now your role is this one, but, but I have been lucky that my students are working working uh, equally in the group. But it was very important in, in, in my career. And of course, all, of course, even in my studying, Biaget, Vygotsky, uh, Devey were important because they also said that the best learning happens from experience. And, and this is also what I have learned. If I can give student opportunity to find and to experience something, they are the moment they they really get in, engaged to math. 
And of course, there is also the lessons which are more traditional. I have also lessons where I am in front of and we have to get some practice so that they are comfortable enough so that we can go again to more exciting and different area of mathematics. So I'm I'm talking about versatile versatile methods, not only one method. I'm because also we as a persons we don't learn everybody same way. So also when you are offering different methods the, there are everybody every now and then are learning very well. Got it. So for a baby teacher, what is the one piece of advice you would give to them? I think I said I said it in 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 one one moment. I said that don't be afraid. If if the students see that you are really putting your heart and you are trying to do, they they look you and they they support you. So so don't be afraid to do something differently than 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 usually the students really appreciate it and uh, and then i think that that's that's one of the most important things i have noticed for example i say to many people i'm now retired why i still continue i still train teachers i still i'm planning to give online school lessons the reason is the feedback of the students. I know how to make them fall in love in math. That's really great. So before we close up, do you have any other thoughts, programs, or workshops you want to share with our listeners? I hope uh, listeners will find pathstomath.com. There is a, a sign up and there are free material so you can really see what kind it is. And of course, it's nice if you follow up my Facebook and Twitter. And please take contact. I'm love to love to discuss about math education. All right. So, Mari, you also answer my the last question, like how people can find you online. So you would be on Twitter, Facebook, or go to Path to Math website. Is that right? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Mari. Thank you. It was really nice that I have this opportunity. And uh, take care, everybody, of yourself in this time. <coughs> Thank you for listening. We will put the things mentioned in the interview to the show notes. If you enjoy our show, Welcome to share and don't forget to subscribe. Thank you.